Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. And Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa, no matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Present Round Guy Radio Southeast Iowa today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host, on this episode, I will introduce you to the author of the poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," Clement Clark Moore. Well, who was Clement Clark Moore? Well, according to the website, twasthenightbeforechristmas.com, Clement Clark Moore was born into a prominent family on July 15, 1779, in New York City. His father, Benjamin Moore, He was an Episcopal Bishop of New York, served for a dozen years as president of Columbia University. The Moore family owned a large tract of land stretching from current day 19th Street to 24th Street and from 8th to 10th Avenue. Today, this area makes up the Chelsea neighborhood. Bishop Moore lived a full and illustrious life. One highlight was giving Alexander Hamilton Last Communion as he lay dying after his infamous duel with Aaron Burr. After graduating from Columbia in 1798, Moore took over the far-reaching pastoral estate, eventually donating the land to build Episcopal Theological Seminary and St. Peter's Episcopal Church. He later served as a literature and languages professor at the seminary from 1821 to 1850. And like many scholars of his era, Moore published widely in politics, languages, poetry, biography, and religion. Moore lived a long and accomplished life, not only as a writer and thinker, but in helping the less fortunate. Many of his donations of land and money went toward creating lasting legacies that would impact the city for more than a century. A kind man, Moore's friend recounted that he radiated good cheer. Moore died in Newport, Rhode Island in 1863, a remarkable figure of early American history. Moore was born while the nation fought for independence and died over eight decades later as the country battled to save itself. Now, the origin of Twas the Night Before Christmas kind of goes like this. Moore's transformation from country squire and gentleman scholar to American icon is shrouded in mystery. To understand where Twas the Night Before Christmas originated, we have to go back in time to that wintry evening in 1822. That's 200 years ago, folks. The journey arose from humble origins. Clement's wife, Elizabeth, sent him to the market to pick up a turkey, one of the many the family donated to the less fortunate. That wintry trip and the thought of his six children playing in front of the fireplace sparked a flame in his soul. The rioter hurried off to his study, filled with visions of a magical Christmas Eve, dancing in his head. His eyes, how they twinkled. A year later, on December 23, 1823, editor Orville Holly of the upstate New York newspaper, the Troy Sentinel, anonymously published A Visit from Santa Claus. The editor never admitted where he got the holiday poem, but its, public- <laughs> I can't speak, but its publication lit a fuse that would soon revolutionize Christmas. The paper kept printing it year after year. 
Later, the poem appeared in other books, magazines, and newspapers. Readers wondered what had arose such a clatter. Eventually, the story leaked out that Clement Moore had written the poem. Harriet Butler, a family friend, happened to be visiting the Chelsea estate a year earlier and heard the poem. She copied it down in her notebook and eventually passed it on to Holly. Yet Moore still resisted admitting that he wrote the poem. The first attribution happily happened 14 years later when the editors of the New York Book of Poetry revealed Moore as its author. Clement, however, would not conclusively confirm or deny the fact. Moore actually took until 1844, more than two decades after he first recited it by firelight, to admit that he authored the famous words. Now, there's some controversy with this. "'Twas the night before Christmas may be the most well-known line of any poem in any language, certainly rivaling Shakespeare for that honor. Yet, like the Bard's work, the poem's shadowy birth prompted claims that someone other than Moore authored the piece. As early as the 1870s, the descendants of Henry Livingston, who lived from 1748 to 1828, claimed that their family patriarch composed and then recited the poem for the family as early as 1808. A major in the Revolutionary War, Livingston loved literature, farmed, and held public office in Poughkeepsie, New York. A fun-loving father, he wrote poems for his children and often sent them anonymously to newspapers and magazines. Livingston family lore, recounted many decades after the major died, disputed the conventional wisdom about Moore. Instead, they countered that a young woman visiting the Livington, Livingston's Locust Grove Manor heard him recite the poem and asked for a copy. She later went to New York City and became the governess for the Moore family. Others ranging from acclaimed poet and humorist James Thurber to several prominent scholars took up the Livingston claim, eventually concluding that he did author the poem, Livingston himself, though, elderly when Night Before Christmas started gaining popularity, never claimed that he wrote it, but there is speculation that he never realized how popular it had become. In any case, we're going to give credit to Mr. Clement Clark Moore, and ladies and gentlemen, here it is, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas.'" "'Twas the night before Christmas, went all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap." When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment... It must be St. Nick. 
More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled! His dimples, how merry! His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all of the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Southeast Iowa Today is brought to you by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident, and Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. I'm your host, John Bain. Thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas.